What's going on? Not too much. A little bit of a hectic week. Yeah. So, so you, guys, you guys are winding down school, I'm guessing, but making it a little bit hectic with a lot of concerts and stuff like that? Uh, there's that, um, and we got Puck neutered on Friday. And Good so, times. Yeah. <laughs> so we found out that's easier than having um, a sp- the girl dog and having her spayed. He's just got a little yep. incision. He hasn't messed with it. Yep. Painkillers gave him diarrhea. Oh no! So it's <laughs> oh, no. chasing him all over the house before he can crap everywhere. Can't make it through the night, <laughs> so I have to clean the kennel every yeah. day. This morning was the first day I did not. I didn't come down to find poop everywhere, so I was very happy with that. It's the small victories in life. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, we've been oh, we've goodness. been dealing with that. Yeah. But then, yeah, that's the end of school all. stuff, too. Yeah. That's kind of all we're doing. We're kind of just dealing with that. Um, that's for the most part, yeah. I'm trying to get him, uh, the boy ramped up. He's got a lot of paperwork to fill out because he has an actual job with the actual paycheck and whatnot. So. Yeah. He's learning all about that, having to fill out forms. How about life? He's on the grid. I was like, oh, you're on the grid now, dude. <laughs> um, Great. We yeah, can start getting more. credit cards in your name. <laughs> oh god oh no it's, it's, it's yeah but it's crazy it's crazy how fast the first year of high school goes by oh I know it was insane it goes by way too fast way too fast but um trying to think other than that oh I forgot I, I'll share this with you maybe I'll have a better story next week but uh tomorrow I have to go teach a class to uh, in uh, the inner city uh, for junior achievement yeah, you mentioned that last so, week that it was coming up. So yeah, so I'm getting I've got that ramped up for going tomorrow to that, and um, that's the big thing going on right now. Nothing else too too dramatic, too crazy going on. Um, oh, I'll tell you about this though. Uh, my sister called me this morning, and I guess your wife might have butt dialed her. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, and so she calls me, and I'm like. Okay, the first thing a logical human being would do would be call the person back that called them. <laughs> but she goes, well, well, did she mean to tell me? I was like, I don't know. Why are you bothering me about it? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then she uh, she goes, well, I'm concerned. Is, is her mom okay? And I was like, do I have 24-hour tabs on their mother to make sure she's she's okay? What is? How do you live your life like this? <laughs> yeah. Huh. She's like, well, I figured she was calling because maybe like Jay got in an accident and she's trying to tell people about it or their mom, something happened with their mom because all the moms are getting older now and maybe she's in the hospital. I'm like, you you can't live your life like this. <laughs> I'm going to assume it was she was trying to call someone named Kathy or had the same last like a last name with an H yeah. or it was simply just a butt dial. Those happen. Yeah. And she's like, well... If Jay calls you and, and there's something wrong, you need to call me back. I was like, fine, bye. <laughs> it's just like, I can't. So my, my people in my life, I was like, I got enough problems. I got enough stress. I don't need anyone to add more stress to it. So I was like, okay, great. So I thought so, I'd share that little anecdote with you there that that happened this morning. So to really mess with her after we're done doing this, be like, I just got off yeah. the phone with Jay. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. All four. She's lost her arms and her legs. They're all gone. <laughs> or just be like, 
I talked to Jay. He really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy 3. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I just... Something could be wrong. Something something might be wrong. I was like, if it was wrong, they might have called you back after you didn't pick up. (laughs) Or a message might have been left. Voicemail does still exist. So we would probably call you first. Probably. And then let you... let you filter it just, out to your family. Logic, logic, just you know, it just escapes some people sometimes. I guess I don't know. I, I don't know, dude. Secondly, I didn't but even know uh, my wife had your sister's number, so who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. I get, whatever. So yeah, uh, that's. Uh, I think that's it. That's the only kind of funny story I got to share with you. Um, but yeah, no, we have something to talk about tonight, don't we? Yeah. Here first. All right, so. First, we will... Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Beer. Always beer. We got to do beer yes. first. What do you got? Um, Odell Brewing Company on a Fort Collins, Colorado. Hazer Tag Hazy IPA. It's very cool. I like it. Hazer Tag. I like Astronaut that. awesome. on the can. It's very cool. Nice. That's uh, very, very cool. That's a, that's a save a can right there. Yeah, it might be. Um, 7%. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. o- Odell makes really good beer. So I saw one I didn't, yeah. hadn't had, so I grabbed it. Cool. No, I like that. That's awesome. So what's what style is this? Um, New England IPA, hazy England IPA. IPA. Okay, kind of like the narrow gauge yeah. style. Okay, yeah. So out of five pints, how many pints do we give it? Safe four, four and a half. Ah, you've had some. You had a good run lately. You haven't I had have any sneakers too often. Well, I don't usually have them on the podcast. Those are the experimental <laughs> things I have on the weekend. No, that's what you're supposed to do on the podcast. Then we can talk crap about it. Yeah. <laughs> Like your Bach that you gave us. Oh, that yes. was so bad. Lithuanian. Lithuanian. I always enjoy the Lithuanian beers. Yes. <laughs> that, but that, that glass bottle was badass. That symbol. That devil. It was. It was cool. pretty cool. So, <laughs> so yeah. But anyway. So, uh, yeah. So, okay. Beer, beer of the week. There we go. Odell's. There you go. And Odell's, then you're listening. I want to shout out. Oh. I want to shout out to uh, Heavy Riff. I won concert tickets from them. Second time okay. this year. So, I got to cool. see the Bouncing Souls on Friday night. Was that the concert you texted me about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we already we was already booked for a parish picnic. Yeah, everyone seemed to be booked that weekend, but I I found my buddy Chris that was willing to go with yeah. me. So yeah, cool. they're they're an old school punk rock band. It was a really oh, good okay. show. All right, cool. And where was it? Is that Delmar Hall? Yeah. Okay. So how do you like that venue? It's it's pretty good. It's the second concert I've been to there. Um, both of them are really good. Um, the acoustics are a little off. It's hard. I don't know if it was the mix both times I've been there, but it's hard to understand what they're singing. Huh. Unless you really know the music. How many people does that fit? Um, I don't know for sure. Um, it's smaller than it's smaller than the yeah, pageant. Cause it, okay, because yeah, it's, it's right across the street, like literally. Yeah, directly across the street from it, so that's why I was curious. Because I, I know it's a more intimate venue. I was just curious how, how much smaller. So, but because yeah, I don't think I've ever seen any shows there at all. Um, I can remember shows can accommodate three hundred and fifty to seven hundred and fifty people. Now, mind you, if you see a band that explodes, just think about it. you get to see a band that all of a sudden gets big. And I was there. I was at the, that Del Mar Hall with only three hundred other people, and we were there to see the you know hey. the birth of the. Of the uh, Next yeah. hit band, you know, that'd be kind of cool. 1998, Blue Note in Columbia, the Foo Fighters. 900 people. <laughs> See? 
There you go. Stuff like that. See, it yeah. can happen. It yep. Can happen. So, all right. Nice. But, um, yeah, no. Uh, this weekend was, uh, this past week was Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And that's what my wife wanted. I was like, that's something I want to do. We're supposed to be doing stuff you want to do. She's no, I want to see it. So I was like, oh, okay, well, then let's do it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I finally got to see Guardians of the Galaxy. And so now we can do our spoiler review of it. Um, I, when you texted me about it, you'd ask, "Hey, what, where, where do you, where do I rank it out of the three mm-hmm. Guardians movies?" And I told you I had to let it sit. And yeah. now that I have let it sit, but I'm I'm hoping it's not recency bias because man, how much heartfeltness it was, and I almost put it at number one. I think yeah. I put number three at number one, and I put one at two and two at three. Um, and I think I'd have to revisit. Maybe I need to rewatch all three in order just to really give it a good ranking and I'm maybe recency has given it a little bit, but it's also a matter of, um, it, it was just so heartfelt. There were so many moments. Yes. But what I will say though, is it didn't really feel like a guardians movie. It, I said it felt more like a rocket movie. Um, well, it's rockets origin movie. Um, that's, that's just me though. I, I know it's not, I know, it just felt like that, and I was okay with that. I, I love Rocket, and I, it's cool that they gave him the spotlight because yeah. he's a character that deserves the spotlight. Um, so it's funny you say that because it did feel that way, but really he might have had the least amount of screen time because he was in a coma the whole time. It's, it's scenes, amazing I that... I think I say that because his scenes were the most powerful scenes. And they're the most touching scenes. And he's who he's who I was emotionally attached to, which I think that was the goal all along was be emotionally attached to him. Yeah. Because um, I think, you know, you can go to each film and be like, okay, who are you emotionally attached to the most in each one? Uh, the first one, I'm emotionally attached to Groot the most, to be honest with you, because he makes the big sacrifice. Yeah. Um, and the second one, I think I'm pretty emotionally attached to Star-Lord, um, just because of the father-son story. Um, and everything that he goes through in, in that one. Um, and it just felt, I don't know if you felt the same, but for some reason in this one, Chris Pratt just felt like an outsider in this one. It felt something, something felt off with Pratt in this movie for some reason. It wasn't that he did a bad performance. He, he was, he, he almost made me cry with his, I mean, he, his acting performance, uh, with rocket, um, you know, on his near death scene, yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert, big time. Uh, it was super emotional, super powerful. And I thought he blew it out of the park. I thought that's a home run scene for Pratt right there. But for some reason, and I, maybe it was just because of the distance between him and Gamora, you know, that felt odd. Um, yeah. Cause I think, I don't know. Something just felt, something felt off. I don't know what it was. It just did though. Cause I think with the first two movies, you're building up their relationship. Okay. And then you go into, Avengers, you go into uh, all, all the stuff that's happened outside of the franchise, mm-hmm. and then it's just not there. Yeah. So I, I know James Gunn had kind of struggled a little bit with that because um, he was going to have them kiss in Guardians Two, decided not to, and asked them to put that into Infinity War, mm-hmm. and then but he didn't plan on them killing her off for that. He, he thought after Guardians yeah. 2, she was still going to be around and they were going to finish her story. 
So they cut, he had to finagle a way to get her back into three, just basically saying alternate reality or whatever. So, yeah, I get yeah. it. But that, that felt a little off. But Nebula, she was great in it. She was. Um, that, the- Groot, and Groot was a different character. It's so funny. Each movie, he's a different character in each one. Yeah. Um, back mm-hmm. on Nebula real quick. Mm-hmm. There probably hasn't been a character outside of Loki that has developed as much as she has over the course of the the movies. Very true. A lot of growth. A lot yeah. of growth between all three movies. Um, but uh, th- what did you think of the look of Groot? Because I guess first movie, grown adult. Second movie, baby Groot. And In- then I guess what, Infinity War was like teenage Groot. Teenage Groot, yeah. yeah. And then in this one, are we saying young adult? Groot, maybe or teenager Groot. So, there's been so many different versions of Groot in the comic that, mm-hmm. like, he gets killed. They plan him. He comes back. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, in the post credit scene, that was actually King Groot from one of the stories. He was okay. giant. His head looked like almost like a crown. Ah, okay. So, so I think they're just trying to tap into all the different versions to show there's no static look for him he's always a, yeah. he's always changing with the situation i thought he looked awesome i thought i love the different look of him in this one I, I think that was pretty cool and, and he he was soldier Groot in this one you yeah. know he, he really was and so i thought i thought that fit very well it played you know it played perfectly for what we were doing and the, the thing i missed a lot though where they tried to show it a little bit but there was just very little connection between him and rocket in this one i just uh, there was a little bit i was just wanting a little more i i, uh, I wanted the emotion there where we i don't think we really had as much of a connection as i was hoping for. Uh, so i think they showed it more with peter than they did with Groot. Yeah, that's what i'm saying because and, and I, I agree with you yeah because it kind of <clears throat> peter kind of took the spot like oh it's my best friend yeah. but in the previous two movies it was rocket and Groot together the whole time correct yeah so and that's why I'm saying it's a little weird because in, in the other movies, they were more, they're family, right? But it's a matter of Rocket wanting the respect. Say, I'm the captain. No, I'm the captain. Yeah. You know, it a, was maybe like a brotherly rivalry. Exactly. Uh, brothers, so, brothers uh, bickering. Correct. A brother's bickering, but not a, not a best friend situation. Now, all of a sudden, in the third one, we're best friends somehow. And I'm like, it's, it's touching and it, it fits for the story and it makes it even more emotional as far as the impact when they're trying to save him. So that works well. It's just wasn't consistent with what we saw in the previous two movies. So, right. but of course relationships progress, evolve. I get that. And, um, and really we, just, we don't, we know. just didn't get to see it. That's the problem. We didn't get to see the progression. Right. And we don't know how much time has elapsed <laughs> between everything. Cause right. they, they will, they will put some time in there and not really acknowledge it. So, and yeah. I mean, rocket was around, Rocket, it was just Rocket that was around during the blip, right? Peter, mm-hmm. Peter disappeared. Groot, I think, disappeared yeah. too. Yeah, so disappeared. Yep, yep. It was uh, Rocket and Nebula as the two that remained. Yep, yep. And then, um, I, uh, it, <laughs> if you don't come away a fan of Rocket and his friends in captivity, oh where it was gosh. like teeth, floor. And is it Lila or late? It's Lila, right? Lila, yeah. Okay. Talk about that was incredible. Oh, it was incredible. And then Baby Rocket, as cute as it can be, and then you could see him be kind of like 
very small rock, like a kid rocket. I guess we call them kid rocket. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the biggest question is the the high evolutionary. How did you view him as the main villain of the story? Did you buy him? Was it a good villain? I I'm curious I what you think about that because that's always Marvel's biggest weakness, right? Right, is the villain. But what do you think about this one? Well, the yeah, the villain is normally the biggest weakness, and it's either mm-hmm. it just wasn't a great villain, or they kill him at the end. I yep. felt I felt he was a really good villain. I mean, this was probably the most hated villain that they could have done in a movie. Because I mean, no. you see Rocket, you love Rocket. You see him as you see Baby Rocket and how smart he is and everything. And man, you just hate High Evolutionary for what he did to him. And then he goes out and just wipes out the planet, uh, the Counter Earth. Because it doesn't fit with what he wanted to do. And then it's like, well, yeah, no. it's not the first time he's done that. No. He's incredible. It's one of their best villains they've had, to yes. be honest with you. And the guy who played, I don't know who he is, what I've seen him from before. He was in Peacemaker. Um, is that what he's from? Yes. Okay. Oh, was he the team lead? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Because he had a lot of his, he had a lot of peacemaker people. Well, not a lot, I guess. But his girlfriend or wife or whatever, she was in there yep. too. Um, well, I, I mean, James Gunn uses the same people in everything. Because I mean, you had Nathan yeah. Nathan Fillion in his third Guardian movie. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, the <clears throat> pink woman that was helping Peter on that in that station. Um, yeah. That was Ratcatcher. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. I didn't I didn't place it. Yeah. So so okay. yeah, there's a lot of people that have shown up in these movies that have, are also in in the DC universe now too. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. No. And so I think that's what made the movie strong. Where we both agree that Ego wasn't the best villain. Yeah. Where, and but we would both agree that uh, the Accuser Ronan was great, a yeah. great villain. So it makes it a stronger movie. This one, I think he's worse than Ronan. He he's hated. Yeah. The the animal. I mean, if you're not touched by the animal abuse in regards to, you're like, this is just that crosses a line that no one wants to. You're like, you're, you're, yep. That makes you a villain right off the bat. But then, what you appreciate about him though is in his mind's eye, right? He's just everything he does is justified. He's doing it for the betterment of the universe, right? Yep. He's not trying. He's like, I'm not trying to make a, you know take over the universe. I'm trying to remold it or you know make it better, make it yeah. perfect. For, for the benefit of everyone. So, and again, I think that's always what makes a great villain is in their own story. They are the hero in their own story. We've said yeah. that multiple times. Yep. And in this case, he really pulled it off and it really made sense what they were trying to do with it. So, so, um, and then there was a nice twist of he created the sovereign. Yes. So, so you yeah. can pull Which, Adam Warlock and Aisha back into it. Yeah. And my, I think that's, that's comic accurate from what we read. What wasn't it? I don't know if he created the Sovereign, but he had a hand in shaping Adam Warlock. Okay, because I remember when we were reading about Warlock, that, that was, he was part of it, because yeah. he was part of the Magus part of it. Yeah. Which I guess that's a question for you as the next biggest question of the movie. All this hype around Adam Warlock, not in it very much. No, and, and kind of a letdown, because you get Will Poulter in there. The, the, mm-hmm. You've been building it for two movies. Because they showed him in a cocoon at the end of the first one too, um, yep. And then he's just kind of. Uh, it was kind of a letdown watching him, because um, yeah. he's he's a very interesting character in the comics. Mm-hmm. He's he's interesting but bland, but I, that's the way that they intentionally designed him because he's got no 
he doesn't have to have a moral compass because he's the good side of a personality where the Magus is the bad side. And they're yeah. separate. Well, but, so. but he's supposed to be the... Is, and he's supposed to be the picture of perfection, correct? Right. He's supposed to be the perfect being. Yes. And so he's like the, he's the Lex Luger of the, yeah. <laughs> of the Marvel Universe. Yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I kind of I agree with you. A little bit of a letdown. I he pulled he did as well. He did what he could with what he was given with the role. Yes. I think he did a fine job. Um you know, the sovereign was and that that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um everything it just it wrapped up well. It, it was a heartfelt movie. Mm-hmm. It, it was there was adventure. You you were in, I was invested the whole time. A um, little bit of a little bit of a heist movie too. Yeah, a little bit of a heist in there, so that's yeah. fun too. Um, for for those people that were disappointed in Quantum Mania that there was no heist for Ant Man, there they correct, shifted yeah. it. And then and then they leave the window open in regards to the Gamora uh, Star Lord relationship. They're they're yep. still they they give you a little bit at the end there to to say hey maybe something can happen going yep. forward. Um, which that that's good for him. Um, this, it's just. I guess I was confused by the end credits and maybe you'll fill me in on what I'm missing here because it felt like I sat there and watched for nothing, but there really wasn't anything to really look forward to. So did I miss something? I, I had, you had the one scene where he's eating cereal and I'm trying the other scene, I guess that's you're, you're meeting the new guardians group, but right. are they really going to do a guardian movie with, with that new group? Well, James Gunn said this version of the guardians is done and they pretty yeah. much established that with uh, Peter going back to earth. Um, yeah. With Mantis going off on her own, Drax leaving the team, Gamora's not around anymore. Uh, I guess Nebula is running nowhere. So then you have this new version of the team. So um, I I think they're setting it up so they can continue doing it. The the two original holdovers are both voice actors, so it's easy enough for them to do it. only thing, Sean. Oh, hold on, wait, 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 because the new team is Rocket. Yeah, and Groot. Um, and Groot. That's right, Rocket yeah. and Groot. Because yeah, oh, Groot was huge. Yeah, yeah. that was right. Yeah. And then you had Craglin. so Rocket and Groot, and then you had, well, then you had um, you had Craglin. What, Sean Gunn. What's his yeah. name? Craglin. Yeah, yeah, so he's in it. Cosmos, right? Yes, or Cosmo. Cosmo. Um, um, and then you had Philovel, who was one of the higher evolutionaries kids that he had. And she's mm-hmm. been a guardian in the comic. She's uh Cree. She's got ties to the Nega bands that uh I guess Kamala Khan technically has right now in the MCU. Um she's okay. also the girlfriend of an alternate version of Moon Dragon, who is actually Drax's daughter, who didn't die in the comic. <laughs> so she Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're digging deep now. Yeah. <laughs> We're really getting to the, into the weeds on that one. So oh, I mean goodness. if if you can get Bautista back, that's a story route they can go. Um, yeah. And then you have Adam Warlock. So Yeah, Warlock. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so he was on there. Yeah. So I, the, the question being, are they going to continue forward with Guardians movies with that group? I'm curious. I, I They could. I know they set it up for it, but is that really the plan? I'm, I'm sure it is because these movies make money and they're critically acclaimed for, I mean, this was easily the best movie of the the, the current phase in the previous phase yeah no it was it, it was a nice rebound for marvel it's just i was let down by the interconnectedness like i i like yeah of course we get the scene with the new group yeah but the peter scene is that supposed to tell us something well uh, it, that we're supposed to be looking forward to did it pop up on your screen that P- peter will be back as the legendary star lord 
Yeah, he's yeah. back in Star Lord, but so he's going to have something, some kind of solo thing. Okay. Oh, so he's going to have a solo thing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, that's I, what I'm... that's what they were setting up, and they were also okay. tying it back into the holiday special where his dad was or his grandpa was reading the paper, and it said Kev, uh, actor Kevin taken Bacon, by yeah. actor taken by <laughs> aliens. Kevin Bacon speaks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I get that. I just, I guess you're still missing where I'm saying it doesn't tie into the bigger universe. Like we're not doing. It wasn't something that tied into the King Dynasty thing that they're building towards. Because that's what I'm looking for as far as it. How is it connected to another Marvel property? Right. Neither, neither of those were connected to another Marvel property. They were just like you said. Okay, we get Star Lord solo. Great. New Guardians. Great. But it didn't do anything as far as what we're used to in the post credits, is which is tie it all together yeah and really outside of thanos in the first one i don't feel like the second one really tied it to anything yeah no you're right yeah so so one of the things i heard about this that i totally agree with was this wasn't a marvel movie it was a james gunn movie very much james gunn movie agree with that but no, it's, that was a marvel movie it's but, definitely a marvel movie we're invested in these characters at this point you know what i mean well yeah but you don't have the pull of the bigger story and I agree with that because of what I just said in yeah. regards to the post credits. We just don't have any kind of thing tied them all together. Well, and it, even not limited to post credit because I mean, Quantum Mania yeah. was setting up Kang big time. That was the whole yeah. point of the movie. Um, yeah. Eternals is setting up something bigger. I don't necessarily know what, but it ties yeah. into. Uh, I think it's going to tie into Kang somehow. You would think so. I mean, yeah. that's the direction we're all, that's what we're all built. We're building towards. And maybe are we let down a little bit because we kind of know what we're building towards versus in the original, you know, 10 year period. We knew Thanos was there, but we didn't know what was happening. Like we didn't know well, what the plan was. So if you think about phase one, we didn't know about Thanos until the end of Avengers. Yeah. Um, uh, so that, that whole first phase was set up. But the stories were so much better done, and you felt like there was a conclusion to that phase. Whereas yep. phase four, again, you're kind of starting over with all new characters. It's all going to the bigger picture, but it didn't necessarily tie to it until Loki. Mm -hmm. um, they took a lot more chances with phase four than they did in phase one. But I think that's because you took these characters everyone knew, and then phase four. Well, you had you had, you had equity built in. Right. You had equity from the other from the success of the first ones to say we could, we can take chances and we'll still right. even if it's not a blockbuster, it'll still make money. It'll make money, maybe just not as much as they would they hope. Well, but the point is, you have Captain America, you have Thor, you have Iron Man. They're known characters. Mm -hmm. They're not Spider Man. They're not Batman, Superman level. Mm -hmm. But people knew who they were. Yep. So you had those all set up. Their story's done. Who do you go to next? Well, we're going to pick Moon Knight, The Eternals. Things that are a lot more out there that people aren't familiar with. Maybe if they could have gotten Fantastic Four in in that first phase, or mm -hmm. phase four, I guess, um, people could have been like, I know who the Fantastic Four is. That's what we can latch on to. Yeah. The... the what they used outside of a couple of the TV shows were more obscure characters. And when they did use the established characters, it was all, we're pulling it all together right away rather than 
here's Captain America's origin. Here's Iron Man's origin. Here's Thor's mm-hmm. origin. Gradually, you see it all starting to come together. Yep. Well, I, I just, yeah, no, as far as what we've got, let's say the 2023 Marvel movies, right? Our, yeah. our three our three Marvel movies are going to be Ant-Man, uh, Guardians 3, mm-hmm. and the Marvels, right? That's, right. Our, that's the only three we're getting this year, correct? Yes. Correct. Ant-Man setup. It's a setup movie. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just a Marvel movie. I, I don't put it. I don't put it as low as like Dark World or something like that. It yeah. just wasn't the best. It, but I still enjoyed it. I still had fun with it. I'm just, you know, if you were to ask me which how what, how do I rank the Ant-Man movies? I don't know. Did we rank Ant-Man movies? I don't. I don't know if we did. Okay. If we were to rank Ant-Man movies, mm. I probably do one, two, three. I do one, two, three in that order. I really do. Um, the third one just didn't do anything for me that the second one, I, I there's a lot of good stuff. And I loved uh ghost as a villain. I liked, I liked that character. It was yeah. just cool. I think I liked it. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I see. I Guardians three is easily gonna be, It's going to easily be the best one of the year. I can already tell. I can yeah. tell you right now that Guardians three is the best one of the year. Um, and then as far as the Marvels go, I, every time I'm at a new movie right now, and of course I get a preview for it. I get less and less excited for it, and I'm just not on board. I I am so bored by it, and I'm so not looking forward to it. It, it has nothing pulling me in wanting to watch it. it. The the jokes that are in the previews are not landing for me. Yeah. The character, I, I I'm sorry. I know she. I I know a lot of people love her as, and I, I here's the thing. Kamala Khan in the comics, I love. Yeah. And I love her as a leader of the of the younger Avenger groups. Is really because although we're not doing Young Avengers, she really is leader. What was it? Champions, champions right? She's yeah. leader of the champion. She's amazing in the champions. I love and her causes are great. Yeah, what she fights for, is great. Um, her friendships that she's built. She she's a different person in the comics than what this other actress is doing. The problem I have with this portrayal is that she is a Disney actress. She yeah. is over the top. With everything she does, she's trying too hard. She's she's a try hard when it regards to the comedy, and again, I get it what they're doing, and she's very appealing. And trust me, I guarantee you, there's plenty of Marvel fans out there that are loving her portrayal. Yeah, it just doesn't work for me. It's just not who it is in the comics. I'm just not. I'm not on board with her. Brie Larson. I'm not. I don't have a lot of Brie Larson hate. Like I've enjoyed things she's in. I just don't think i enjoy her portrayal very much of captain marvel i'm not i'm just not i'm not on board i don't know what it is um because like if you ask me like brie larson if you ever saw the room freaking amazing she's amazing in that movie yeah um and then i really loved her portrayal in 21 drum street it's actually my favorite thing she's been in ever (laughs) i love her portrayal in that she's great in it she's she draws you right in in that movie, and you're like, yeah, I get. I, she as far as the female lead in the movie, awesome, does a great job, great, great comedy in that one. This one is just not doing it. And Monica Rambeau, I just, I'm give or take, whatever. Okay, she's in it, awesome. I guess I, I don't care about her character that much. The only thing that's appealing to me about the Marvels is the fact that we get Fury back, <laughs> and yeah. I want to see Nick Fury but, and see what's going on with him. And we're gonna see him before the so, season comes out, so. In Secret Invasion, yeah. So I'm just, I think I'll still end up seeing it just because I have to, so I can see how it plays to the larger picture of things. Yeah. But I asked my kids, my wife, no, nobody, like no one wants to go see it, and they know it's a Marvel movie. I was like, they're like, I guess they're like, I guess we'll just watch it at home all together. So yeah, we'll just watch it at home. We don't need to make a special trip for this one. I was like, okay, I get it, because 
Ant-Man's coming out. Like, did it already come out? I can't. I don't know if it came out or not yet. I know it's soon on Disney Plus. I, so. I think it's soon. It's I don't not like we have to wait yet. forever. Yeah. I, I'm. So I think that was a that was a February release. So what? About three months for it to hit Disney Plus. So that's not a long wait to have to wait for. No. It at home, so. Um. I, I'm looking real quick. I think. Brie Larson was on the league. Yes, she was in the league. She was the all pair. Oh, she was. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, See, I, I never, I never finished the league. I need to go back and actually finish that show. Oh, you need to. <laughs> I never did. I, I'm curious about um, if it holds up. Because I mean, it's a I'm, lot, I'm sure it's a lot of dated references. A lot of oh, all dated references because it was at present at the time. It, it, yeah, as far as all the all the NFL stuff, but I oh, think yeah. the jokes will still land. And I, th- <laughs> it's my type of comedy. And plus, it's got Jason Manzukis in it, and oh, I yeah. think I might be one of the biggest Jason Manzukis fans ever. So that guy just makes me laugh. Just he could just read something, and I try to just laugh from it, the way he reads. Oh yeah, he's, <laughs> he he's great. Um, but uh, yeah, man. No, I I, I love Guardians Three. It was a home run. Overall, I mean, overall, great movie. I don't care that, you know, I like for Marvel to connect, but it doesn't need to. And like you said, it's a James Gunn movie versus a Marvel movie. Then the hell, it's a great James Gunn movie. Probably one of his best. Yeah. Um, it's just, here's the real question. How did this make you feel about our prospects for Superman? I I started, I that was the very first thought I had afterwards. And I was like... He's gonna make. He's gonna get me hyped up for Superman. I'm oh yeah, I yes. have too high. Ex- I'm gonna. My expectations are gonna be too high. They really are gonna be way too high, and I'm worried about that. Yeah, but I think, I think he knows the nuances of comic book characters that he can do them right. I mean, okay. he hasn't let us wrong yet, so I'm, I'm in for it. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. You ready for this? He gets comic book characters, but the problem is this is the comic book character this is the hardest one to get this is hard superman is rough it is rough to get him right and so but i think if anyone again, can do it i think he can i'm hoping so I, I i that's why i'm like it was the emotion but i'm trying to get it as the emotion yeah where there's a lot of emotion in superman um and the things about the thing about the guardians it's hard for you to think about superman being an underdog but he has all the traits that you would think about in regards to being an underdog. He's a loner. Mm-hmm. He's all by himself in the universe. There's really, I mean, except for Kara, but really you think about it. He has no one to connect with. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's alone. He, you know, he's a God <laughs> basically. Right. Yeah. And so trying to relate to that and feeling that alone in the universe, there's some sadness there and, and, but there's the hope and there's the, there's the light. He is the light or well, Batman's the dark. I also, you think- know, so, He's the moral compass too, and that yeah, sets him yeah. apart too because everything he does is for the greater good. Yeah, and, you and don't the question have being, lot, you don't have a lot of characters like that. Who's the? I guess Cap is the moral compass of Marvel. Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, could you make an argument for the Guardians being the moral compass, being that they've changed who they are? I mean, they're you know we we do things, but I, they do it for money, I guess. So I guess maybe we can't say them the, the moral compass, but they do things. But even if they do it that way, they're still doing the right thing, you know? Yeah, but then you still they still have those traits to them. So, like, in 2, yeah. uh, Rocket steals the batteries. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you steal something and everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, so, um, yeah, so, I, it's so sad that I'm at a Marvel movie, and the first thing I think of when I leave the theater is, like, I can't wait for Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for Superman. No, it, it's a normal reaction. I was excited because... Yeah. It, 
I'm sad James Gunn is leaving Marvel because he's done For amazing IMG. stuff. Yeah. But we can finally have someone that can make it right in DC. Because, like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You and I will not agree on that. We won't agree on that wholeheartedly. See, you not wholeheartedly. You no, the fan base where it says that Marvel or that DC has got nothing right. Where no, I will no, say, I don't. I don't think that. I I like okay. Man of Steel. Nolan's Batman movies are amazing. I like the Batman a lot. Um, I just don't. I was listening to how did this get made, and they did the Snyder cut. Yeah, and I I did my homework. I okay. did my homework. Okay. I haven't. I got like seven minutes left of it to be honest with you i got through second reviews how about that okay. <laughs> or second opinions or whatever it is yeah they pretty much summed up how i felt about it it was tons better than the justice league but i think if it would have came out in theaters i probably still would have been disappointed in it because oh, I, absolutely because like gi like the gi joe movies they were a good movie, but they didn't represent the characters as we know them. Okay. Like, I went in... But that's I, not... That's not that, you're, you're, are you trying to say the same about the, the Justice League? That those aren't the characters? There were elements of the characters that were there, but there, some of the stuff he did with them didn't fit the characters. And yep. then the way he was directing them, the, the Batman sleeping with Lois and causing Superman to go crazy... Just would never well, that's that, that's that's not yeah. I want I but you see, I think that's something he was kicking around, but I don't think that's what he, the way he's going. I think he was going to use uh he's going to do injustice. I think that's where he was going. See, everything he's going to use injustice as his as I know there's the rumor, or I don't even know if it's a rumor. Did he come out and say that's what he was actually going to do? That came out when the when his cut came out. Okay, that, that, that was his I think, plan. I think someone stepping in a good a good producer. A good producer would have stepped in and said, "This is ridiculous. This doesn't fit at all." Although I know you're, tr- and but we always complain we don't want the same thing all the time, right? Right. So I get he's trying something different, but that would have been way out of place. But if you use injustice, say Zach, here's a blueprint right here for what you want to do. Where if you want to do the Superman losing it thing, you do the Joker, you know, yeah. killing and the baby, right? Yeah. You do the whole thing, and that makes total sense. Use that. You get to do your dark version of the world you want to do. It would. It 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 played. It it was right there for him. He was right there. He had it all in front of him. That would have worked. But the whole lowest thing, yeah, that that his vision. That was stupid. That was really Here, dumb. But here's what I was scared is going to happen. You see Lois with that pregnancy test. Yeah, and then they yeah. confirm it's Batman's. See, that would have been dumb. That would have been so. Dumb. That's what that, I was scared so of. So, but yeah, and and they, they could have they, he could have done it that way, but I think we were we we're gonna go we were going to get it was gonna be Superman's baby. It was gonna be yeah. Superman's baby. That it had to be. I, I'm telling you, that's the way it would have had to go. But they, um, I, I listened to it, and I'm I that's again. I think I need you to clarify. So because so you, you said they 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 captured what what you felt about it. Again, you feel like they hit he, they hit on elements, but it was still it was still a miss. I think so. If I, if I would have seen that first, I would have been disappointed. I would have been like, "This is this is still a miss." Mm-hmm. And then I would just go back to Martha, because that that whole Martha scene. I get what he was trying to do, but the execution just took me out of the movie. Yeah, I don't know, and yeah, I, it's I, not the strongest part. It's not the strongest part, but do you still? I still fight for this because. 
of where it was going. Where in the Snyder Cut, you see Darkseid walking, and you saw you saw what we had in Endgame. Yeah, where you see the army. Yeah, of the Parademons. You saw it all. Where he's like, "We're gonna have to do it the old way," or "We're gonna have to, whatever his line was, the old way, the yeah. old guy, whatever it was." Yeah, it was gonna be an epic battle, and we were gonna get all the. I think. We probably could have. We, we're gonna. You knew we we're gonna get to see Green Arrow, Green Lantern. We're gonna get oh, you yeah. know everybody. We, we would have got Nightwing in there. It would have brought in the whole. No, universe. you wouldn't the have gotten. Whole... You wouldn't have gotten Nightwing because Dick Grayson's dead. Well, I think they could. Well, we could have said that was Jason Todd. They could have. They could have made that. They, right. they, yeah, but he he came out and said that was Dick Grayson's suit that he was killed by the Joker. He would have fixed that. He would have said, nah, I fixed that. Mm. I got to fix that. Because of how popular Nightwing is right now. Could have fixed it. Could have fixed it. Tell so me. Nothing was written in stone. It was never said in the movie. And if it wasn't right. said in the I, movie, I, it, I get that. I get that. Yeah. So, so, I, so I don't know if it came out yet, but Zack Snyder had a movie on Netflix. It was a sci-fi movie, and it was supposed to be a Star Wars movie. And they didn't move forward with it, so he released it as his own thing. I want to watch mm-hmm. it to see... Do I enjoy this movie? If I enjoy the movie as a standalone thing, great. If I sat there and thought of it as a Star Wars type thing, would I have enjoyed it the same way? And I kind of feel... Hold on. Oh, uh, Rebel Moon? Uh, yes. Because originally that was supposed it to be has, a Star Wars. Has that come out? I, I don't know if it has or not. Okay. Okay, it's just beginning. It was uh, let's see, Rogue is just the beginning for the Netflix sci-fi film akin to Star Wars as the streaming service has big plans for the Zack Snyder franchise. So he, he, this was his take on Star Wars, but they didn't want anything to do with it, so he's just going to make his own little franchise. I I think that was the plan, and I think it after, um, the solo stuff, they they kind of shot it down because they stepped back. So yeah, Rebel Moon Inspired images. Inspired by uh, Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. That's yeah. what it says here. So new Rebel Moon images teased Zack Snyder Star Wars, is what Collider put earlier this year. Yeah, well they could say that about that could be anything. No, here you, you know go. what I mean. So it it started as a Star Wars project. It looks like uh, it's coming out in December. Okay. Oh, December of twenty three. Yeah. Because I was going to say that. Because I was, I was going. My my point was, did this come out in twenty two, yeah. December twenty two? We just missed it. <laughs> I didn't hear anything about this. Okay, so uh, it was a pitch he made to Lucasfilm over a decade ago. He intended to take the franchise in a more mature direction with a plot that largely unconnected to the Skywalker saga. Um, but a general lack okay. of interest in the studio's acquisition by Disney resulted in never advancing beyond preliminary stages. So. He, so, he pitched it, and they said no. Here, here's my question. Here, here's my question. So, Seven Samurai was the Magnificent Seven basically a western of the Seven Samurai? Yes. So this is basically what he, then this is what this is. This is just a sci-fi Magnificent Seven because I'm reading this right here, where they dispatch a young woman with a mysterious past to seek out warriors from neighboring planets to help them take a stand. It's total. It's just a. It's just a. Instead of doing it in a western, it's out in space now. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of Lucas's inspiration was Kurosawa films. Yeah. Well, no, I thought I Dune. I thought Dune was his main. That 
that was in there too. It was Dune. It was uh, Kurosawa, um, and then like World War II dogfights. Okay. Because yeah, let's see. Sophia Batella is the main, I guess, actress. Ray Fisher. We're gonna see Ray Fisher in all that one. Charlie Hunnam, Sar- Charlotte Maggie. I don't know who she is. Mm-mm. Anthony Hopkins. He's in there. Nice. Jenna Malone. I guess is Jenna Malone. I guess she's a good friend with him because he puts her in everything kind of thing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Jaman Hansu. I already say his name. He's in it too. So, all right. No, that'll be kind of cool. I'll be down for watching that. I get it. So, okay. So it seems like people are either totally against Snyder or they love him. And I'm just kind of in the middle. I mean, I'm not a big... And see, he's he's very polarizing though. He is very polarizing. I can see that. So, um, I mean, I liked the la- his Netflix zombie movies, um, Army of the Dead and whatever mm-hmm. whatever the prequel was, the bank heist one. I like those. Okay, so here. Here we go. All right. We're going to do the filmography. All right. You ready? Yep. Dawn of the Dead. Never saw it. You've never seen Dawn of the Dead? No, I haven't. I mean... The, the time it's it a James Gunn script, sir. I know. Get on it. I know. I know. <laughs> Get on it. All right. Three hundred. I enjoyed three hundred. I mean, it fit. I think that fit with his style of uh, dull colors. Um, I'm because I that's kind of how the comic is too. Mm-hmm. So no, it is. I, I agree absolutely. So I felt right. it fit pretty well. Watchmen. I liked Watchmen. Is one where we we have to, we say we like the director's cut of that. We don't like the theatrical cut, but technically, I think we both agree. I haven't seen it, but you would say that the TV show does a better job of it because they get to get a little bit deeper into the whole story. Uh, I I think the movie. I liked the movie for what it was. They had to change the mm-hmm. ending because it was so far out there. It wouldn't have played with a general audience. Yeah, I I think again. His shooting style in dull colors worked well with the source material. A lot of it, I mean, the first half of the movie was almost a shot-for-shot match with the panels of the comic. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mind it. I enjoyed it. Um, okay. So sh- hold on. So TV one, sh- one no-see, okay. no two that you like, so let's keep going here. Yeah. Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. I've never seen it. I can't say one. Way I think or the we other. watched it. It was a kids' movie. I, no. It was okay. No, nothing special. Okay. Okay. Sucker Punch sucked. I had such high hopes for that movie because yeah. it just seems so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it looked super cool. The idea was again, cool. The, exec- well, the execution blew. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take. I'm going to take Legend of the Guardians out of this in regards to our average here, okay? Yeah. Because neither one of I don't well, you don't remember it, and I don't. I, I've never seen it. So is that the one with Jack Frost working with all the other mythical holiday creatures? No idea. I, I think no that's idea. I think that's what it is. Okay, uh, Man of Steel. You already know my feelings about Man of Steel, and you I, said that you I like liked it. it yeah. Okay. Uh, Batman v Superman. I didn't like it. Just fine. Didn't like it. Okay, uh, I'm Justice League is listed, but we'll just do his version of Justice League. I liked his version of Justice League, but again, I would I went in knowing I didn't like the theatrical cut. 
And then you said Army of the Dead you liked. I liked Army of the Dead. And then what was the other, the next? He one? was, but he was, I don't think he directed that other one, to be honest with you. I think someone else did that one. No, oh, I, I thought he did, but. No, I don't think he did. Maybe it's just based off his characters then. Because here, hold on. At least that's what's on Google. The, the, the last one they have here is Army of the Dead. Okay. So these are all his movies he's done. Um, and I liked Army of the Dead as well. I liked it. So, okay, out of the ones you've seen, one, two, three, four, five. Okay, so five out of, and again, I'm going to use the ones that you've seen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Five out of eight. He bats 500 for you. You like some, He's right down the middle. Yeah. Like you said, he's polarizing. Either you like what he does or you just can't stand it. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm, I'm sure if we went through Spielberg's, you're gonna find a bunch of Spielberg's that you just like. Eh, it wasn't for me. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, you could do that with almost any director. And I, and I, my, my question being, why does he get so much hate? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I think it goes back to the fact that, um, okay, he, Army of Thieves. He wrote it. He did not direct it. Okay. Um, I think it goes back to the preconceived notion of these existing characters. And it didn't. It didn't live up to the expectations, which might be wrong. I think you can. Marvel has done a good job of taking their stories that are existing in the comics and adapting them for the screen to make them work. And I didn't feel like Snyder necessarily did that in Batman v Superman and Justice League. But then sitting there watching his version of Justice League versus what Joss Whedon did, mm-hmm. I, I can appreciate what he was going for. It just not all of it landed. I'll say this from that podcast. Yeah. You go in kind of wanting to hate it because I think you had the taste of the Justice League in your mouth. Yeah. But then you go, when you get to see Schneider's vision of it, you're like, and they, they made a good point of it in the podcast where you're like, oh, well, this is now a coherent movie. This makes sense. Yes. And now that it makes sense, it's palatable. And I, they, no one loved it on the podcast, but they liked it. Yeah. And they liked what, where it was going. Um, except for Manzoukas. I think he still didn't, wasn't a big fan of it regardless. Um, but everybody else seemed to say that I think they wanted to hate it, but then they're like, I don't think I can hate it because <laughs> yeah. it's actually not, not bad. So. It's just one of those things. It's it's just super. It's divisive, and it's always going to be divisive. And if DC is taking the approach that all these characters are all take place in their own universe, kind of thing, and everyone can do what they want to do, and even if I can just get it direct to HBO or Max, whenever they make that change, yeah, give me. Let them, it, but the problem is, he needs more money than what they'll give him to be able to do his vision. And I don't think they'll ever let, do a direct to streaming with a big, big budget that he needs to do, he, to do what he wants to do. Not with the current management in place. Yeah. I Previous management would have allowed it, probably. Oh, crap. I didn't mean to do that. Let me go back. Uh, let me go back. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling up James Gunn filmography, yeah. but I wanted to do it just... At, I'm trying to do it where it breaks down as just director. Okay, here we go. So you can do that on IMDb. I got it. Yep, no, I have it. All right. But I think I'm, I'm going to okay, tell so you, I I haven't seen a lot of James Gunn stuff either because, like, what was it, Slither? Never saw it. Yeah. Oh, you never saw Slither? Oh, yeah. it's really good. We'll see that. I don't know if we can play the same game. Yeah. <laughs> Where I was going to go, 
and and yeah, there there is a lot here, and they but they threw in his TV stuff and with the movie stuff too. Yeah, where he directed. I didn't I didn't want to include that. So, but Slither you haven't seen. Yeah, I'm not Super. Have you seen Super? I love Super. Yeah, I love Super too. That's really good. Yeah, uh, movie forty three. I think I've seen it. That but it was a long time. Ago. It was it was like sketch comedy, and he did a small one. Um, it was a cartoon with. Uh, Josh Dumel and I don't remember whose girlfriend was, but the cat was trying to break them up. The cartoon cat, <laughs> and it was really raunchy and it was really funny, and I loved it. See, so I don't know if I can give him a hundred here. He might be bad in a hundred, just about or a thousand. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Slither. Super. I I can't say anything about movie forty three, so maybe that's his one miss. But Guardians of the Galaxy one. All in, and then you got two. Yep. The Suicide Squad, and then Guardians of the Galaxy three. So from a movie standpoint, almost batting a thousand. Yeah. And then from a TV show standpoint, Peacemaker. Yeah. And so all this, I have Trauma's Edge, Sergeant, something. So he worked with Trauma Studios stuff. a lot. So he made a lot of really weird, dark comedies. Okay. So yeah, but I mean, from you know, from a main mainstream, yeah, Peacemaker, Peacemaker was a home run. Yeah, what? So he's well, he hasn't done as many movies as Snyder has. I don't think. Let me count them again. Hold on, sorry. I'm gonna go. I'm doing a slit of one, Super Two, Forty Three. Then the next three is at six, seven. Said so seven. He's just made one movie less than Snyder. Yeah. But he doesn't have he doesn't have the polarizing movies on there, and he doesn't he does have not. the bomb. Well, hold on, trust me. If the mainstream Marvel audience that goes to these Marvel movies saw Slither or Super, they're not going to like it. Like they're like they're like no, oh, this is not. nothing like Guardians. I, yes and no. Yeah, no, way darker. Way, way, way darker. Yeah, way movies. darker. Yeah, yeah. So they're not going. They're not going. So you go. You need to watch all James Gunn stuff. They if they see how weird and dark Slither is. They're gonna be like, "This is stupid." They, I get, I just have that feeling. I know that in my bones. <laughs> that they're not gonna enjoy that. Well, and I see. I guess that's the difference between Marvel and DC. Is Marvel has a Kevin Feige in place, and he can bring in people that he knows will work with different things. DC yeah. just said, "All right, Zack Snyder, you just start making them. We'll fill in. Yeah. We'll fill in the rest." We'll bring in Patty Jenkins for Wonder Woman. We'll bring in, uh, is it James Yon for, is that his name? James, James Wan. Yeah, for yeah. Aquaman. You you just, you do the stuff you want, and then we'll fill in the rest. Okay. And then, sorry, I'm bouncing around on you here a little bit, because right. I'm, I'm doing the James Gunn and Peter Safran. I'm trying to figure out who Peter Safran really is. But his, he's a producer. Yes. His name's tagged as Shazam, Aquaman, The Nun, Annabelle, Conjuring, Blue Beetle. That's what his name's attached to on uh, as far as like right off of Google. Yeah. Um trying to see the nun. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh wow, a lot of bombs here. Uh Best Night Ever, Vampires Suck, The Choice, Disaster Movie. So he was doing a lot of the spoof movies, it sounds like. After that oh, came Bel- from, he did Belko experiment. Do you ever see Belko experiment? No, that's actually a pretty good one. Okay, buried. That's 
weird one. Jen likes that one a lot for some reason. I don't like it that much. What is it? Uh, Buried. This was Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never saw, but I know what it is. Oh, he did Scary Movie. He produced Scary Movie. Okay. One of your favorites. There you go. So, so yeah, he was in on the, the spoof thing Yeah. after Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, okay. So yeah, so Peter Safran, and then but we're saying he's now going to be he's he's working with James Gunn as his next. I guess those two are really working together. Um, yeah, one is basically one is basically head writer versus one main producer. I guess. Yeah, James Gunn is the creator. He's more of the behind the scenes producing stuff. Oh, hold on! I've seen this guy. Oh, okay. So here, this is where I'm going. I'm I'm jumping off. We're we're I'm done with Snyder for now because. Okay. I appreciate the, the, the suggestion because it's a, on a topic I love in which I will always die on the hill of, of, of the Snyder, you know, yeah. give me more. I know I won't ever get it, but if somehow in my lifetime more comes more power to it, I'll be super excited for and, it. But, and if it came, I would watch all of it because I do. It's an interesting take. It's just not for me. It's, it's just like, but it's just like comics. This is how comics are. You yep. find your writers that you connect with. And if you like that writer, you get their stuff. If oh, it's yeah. not, you just don't watch it. And so, but you have you get to pick and choose, right? He, but uh, so he's the DC in main level Grant Morrison for me. Oh, and that's what's so weird is my feelings about Grant Morrison. It wouldn't that doesn't match up because <laughs> I like Snyder and I I'm not a big Morrison guy. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, because yeah. it's just it's just a little different. I get it. So going back to Gunn and my excitement for Superman, the big news was the legacy casting rumors came out. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go over these names with you Um, in regards to the two big names for Superman that have been leaked so far. Okay. David Cornsweat. Have you ever heard of this guy? No. Okay. He was in a movie called Pearl. In Pearl, I hated Pearl. It was one of the dumbest horror movies I've ever seen. Okay. But he was one of the better parts of it. He was actually pretty decent in it. Um, he kind of has the look, but he's, I don't see it. I don't, me personally, I don't see him as Superman, but at least I know what he's from and I've seen him in something and I can say that the thing I saw him in, he was one of the better parts of it. So that's a good sign if they were to go that route. Yeah. The next name we're both very familiar with very much. So, um, Nicholas Holt. Okay. What do you think? That's is he too mainstream at this point? I don't know. That's that's tough because he's a good actor. He's got a lot of range, but I don't. God, I don't know because Henry Cavill wasn't a big name. Brandon Routh wasn't no, a big no, name. No, no, no. But he he'd been in things. He'd been in things, but just not one that yeah. mainstream audiences do. But this guy. He's been he he's been in the, the X Men movies, yeah. So people know this guy. You know? I mean, he got a lot so of acclaim for. Uh, uh what was the big movie last year he did with Anna Joy Taylor? The uh, the menu. Oh yeah, no, he was he was actually really good in that. He was really oh. good in that. Yeah. Um. Here's another name, uh, Jacob Elordi. Uh, I guess he was in Euphoria. I'd never seen Euphoria. Yeah, I haven't seen um, it. But though, let me see. I'm still scrolling down this article real quick to see if there's another name that's been dropped. Um, no, no, I'm not seeing any other name for our Superman characters so far. So those are our three. 
Uh, Nicholas Holt, Jacob Elordi, and uh, this, uh, David Corn Sweat. Um, out of those three, I don't know if I like any of them for Superman. I don't know if I'm going to – it's going to be – it's just going to be who it is, and you'll just have to wait till it comes out to make your judgment like always. Um, yeah. Either you go with your – either you go with your known – you have your known – what's the word I'm looking for, Jay? Known commodity? Yeah, there you go. Known commodity. There you go. Yeah. With Nicholas Holt. You know what you're getting. You know you know yes. what you're getting with that. He has the look. He he's big enough, that's for sure. Yeah. He's he has got the Christopher Reeve build as far as the height. Oh yeah. And I'm sure you just throw a little throw a little muscle on him. I, and, you know, and, and he, he can pull off right. the, the nerdy Clark Kent too. Absolutely he does. He can definitely do that. I that's that's the biggest pull is I think he can pull off the nerd part pretty well. Yeah. But there's also rumors that he might be uh uh, for Lex Lut- uh, as the Lex, I, I had heard that too. And I'm like, uh, okay, what? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I prefer I'd prefer him as uh, Clark. I'd prefer him as Clark versus. Uh, I, I think so too. But who knows? Maybe he'll bring something new. Maybe he brings something new uh, to the Lex character. But I'm hoping Lex isn't our villain. Why does Lex have to be the villain? I don't. You know. I don't. And I would I would go away from him for a while. I wouldn't go right I to would him. Too. I would too, especially I after the Jesse Eisenberg version of him, because yeah. I, I think they missed the boat there with him. Because if they would have done more of the Mark Zuckerberg character from the Social Network, I think mm-hmm. he would have hit a lot more than he did. Where I think he was trying to be a little zany at times, and it just didn't work. Yeah. Um. But then flipping over to our Lois. Two two main names have come out. Uh, Samara Weaving, okay, is one of them. Um, she's been in stuff. She yep. was in uh, uh, Ready or Not, yeah. which is a good horror movie. And, and she was good in that. I liked her in Ready uh, or Not. What was? Uh, let's see. The next one is what's her name? Where'd it go? Sorry, I lost it. Uh, here she is, Rachel Brosnanahan. <laughs> if I'm saying that. She's in the marvelous Ms. Maisel, never saw, uh, which is on a big show on a uh, it's one of Jen's shows she watches. It's, um, it's prime, I think. She right? has the look. Yeah, she has the look. Uh, and I told that I said, "Hey, Jen, this is the girl that talked about maybe playing Lois." And Jen was on board. She's like, she actually fit pretty well. She right. it would work because she has the sass. Yeah, a lot of the sass, the sharp wit. So that fits for the character. And then the last one is Emma Mackey. Um, the one I know her from the most is from a uh, sex education. Um, it's a Netflix show. If you've never watched it, it's no. amazing. It's a really good show. Um, she and Samara weaving and Margot Robbie are all from the same mother. I swear to God, <laughs> they have the same DNA. They're, they're, they're prototypical. Like Samara weaving. I, it, it's a, she's a doppelganger. It's a, a straight up. When you see her, you're like, yeah. wait, is that Margot Robbie or is that you know you, you go who is that and then same exact thing with Emma Mackey. All right, we uh, you thought you think you look Margot Robbie, so it's just crazy. We had that discussion with uh, Samara Weaving when we saw Ready or Not. I thought that was yeah exactly. I'm like so. No, There's the three leads for that. I, yeah. I I don't I don't hate any of the lowest. I don't hate any of the lowest ones. I'm not really on board with any of the uh, Superman ones for the most part. Maybe Nicholas Holt just because I know what I'm getting and I'm okay with it. You know. Yeah. But maybe we'll, we'll maybe some more names will pop up, and we'll kind of you know that's always fun get to play the casting game. Well, and um, 
James Gunn has said they haven't made any decisions yet. They've the only person they've cast is a secondary character that no one knows. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So, because the way James Gunn is, he's very straightforward about what's going on. If someone asks him on social media, he usually answers. Okay. <laughs> then someone, why hasn't someone asked him who's playing Superman? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Or he'll just say we haven't cast. They, they haven't cast him. Yeah. Yeah. I get asked this question: Who is the lead? Who is in first place right now? Would they? Would he answer that one? <laughs> Ooh. I, I might See, throw that so out there he, later. See, there you go. And go, hey, what you gonna say there, James Gunn? And also let him know that you're from St. Louis, since he's a St. Louis guy too. So, I'll, I'll let him know if he answers. I'll buy him emos next time he's in town. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Buy you an emos, uh, and then we'll, we'll get you as you know any kind of local brewery you want to go to. We'll get you a local brewery. You let us know, man. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, he probably hasn't been back to St. Louis in decades. <laughs> he um, posted a video on social media. Him eating emos, though. Really, he did. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's pretty cool. Because hey, tell you what, St. Louis boys—they're taking over DC. You got Jim Lee, St. Louis boy. Yeah. You got James Gunn, St. Louis boy. What's up, y'all? We're taking over. Yeah. <laughs> they, just need, they just need to call us, and we'll we'll be on the yeah. writing team. We'll help them out. We'll give them our two cents. We'll be producers. I can produce. I'd say get Jenna Fisher in there, but he was married to her, so they prob- that might not happen. Right. I know, right? That might be a little awkward. All right, fine. John Hamm. John so, Goodman in a role in Superman. Paul Kent? Is this what we're doing? Are we casting the all St. Louis Superman? Maybe. <laughs> John Hamm? Or, John Hamm is Clark? Ooh. An older Superman? John there Goodman go. is dead? Kevin yeah. Kevin Klein is so Lex? John Goodman is dead. <laughs> Say that one more time. I'm sorry, who? Kevin Klein is Lex? Oh, or that's Scott, not bad. Or Scott that's, Bakula. Don't. don't d- d- no, go back to Kevin Klein. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great actor. He yeah. is. He's a great actor. I, I don't know Klein the last time I've seen him though. That's not bad. I don't like. I don't mind that. So yeah, there you go. Are all are all St. Louis cast? Who's uh who's Lois from St. Louis? Let me just say Jennifer Fisher because we can't think of anybody else. I guess so. Although, or what's her name? Uh, that played Aaron in the Office. What's her name? Oh, um, I can't think of it. I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, whoever she is. Uh, Aaron from The Office. She's a St. Louis girl, so there you go. She can play Lois. Yeah. She kind of fits Lois a little bit. A little bit. A little. Who's going who's to play? Who's playing Ma Kent? Uh, Jenna Fisher. <laughs> She's too young. Yeah. But you know what? They brought up a good point in uh, how did this get made. You got Diane Lane as Ma Kent, and then you have Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. I know. I was like trying to make Ma Kent look uglier. Stop it! She needs to look uglier. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So okay, okay, okay. fine. Ma Kent. She can play Ma Kent. We'll make her. We'll age her up a little bit with makeup, right? Okay. okay yeah. So Jenna Fisher is Ma Kent. Does she fit as Ma Kent? Uh, probably not. But I don't know who else we could do. <laughs> so okay. I got a good. I got a great Lex for you. Okay. I got a great Lex. You ready for this Lex? All St. Right. Louis Lex. Yep. Sterling, Sterling K. Brown. Ooh, you like it? I do. I like it. I yeah. got. We're done. Call. Where's James right. Gunn? Here, here you go. Put that on Twitter. Wait. Put it on Twitter. All St. Louis Superman cast. Tell us what you think. Here you go. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen. 
since they've already made them, they made them black in Supergirl, so you can use Nelly. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I don't know. No. I was just pulling straws there. No. Incorporating Nelly somehow. We can, we can think of something better than Nelly. Come on, man. We can do this. Wasn't Dakota Fanning born in St. Louis? No clue. Give me a second. I'm pulling up St. Louis actors real quick. All right, so Ellen Foley. Who's she? Um, she's a singer and actress. Uh, I think she's older. I don't know. Um, we'll pass. Oh, Sean Gunn. We could put him in there someplace. Oh, of course. Oh, here he's gonna go. be. Um, say what? Here, here you go. You're Jimmy Olsen, Evan Peters. Done. Boom. Put it on the list. That's perfect. That is perfect for Jimmy Olsen. All right, hold on. What'd you here, type in St. Louis actors? Yeah, here's one I didn't know. Kevin Nealon. He's from St. Louis? Yeah. Actually, I think I know that because he was on the radio show and he was talking about, uh, but I think he's from like central Missouri. He's not from St. Louis. He's okay. central Missouri, I think. Well, when you Google Doris you Roberts know. was from St. Louis. Doris yeah. Roberts would have been Mock. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we'll find we'll find Ma. We'll oh, find Ma. Here you go. We're sticking with Jennifer Fisher. Yeah, you're you're dead Kent parents. You could have Doris Roberts and Robert Goumet. Benson. Who? The guy that played Benson? Played Benson in what? The TV show Benson. He was the the butler. He was on uh Oh, okay, 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 okay. No, I like no, John Goodman plays plays Paul. Come on now. Yeah, Sterling was, K. Brown, man, I love Sterling K. Brown as Lex. That's a perfect casting. That there. that that's pretty good. People Let's people would say Andy Cohen. Uh, okay, so how about Kevin Klein? How about Kevin Klein as Perry White? No, there you go. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. Okay, I can see that right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not. And Jenna Fisher does look like a little bit like a Lois, though, doesn't she? Little, yeah. So. uh Chris who, who do we cast? Who do we cast as uh, Sean? What is Sean Gunn? What's he doing? I don't know. We'd have to throw him in there someplace, just because it's a James Gunn movie. Mark Lynn Baker's from St. Louis. Mark Lynn Baker is cousin cousin Larry from Perfect Strangers. Really? Oh, we'd have to yes. cast him someplace. <laughs> All right. So here, here's one for you too. Chris Wood. What's Chris? Where's I've never seen Chris Wood on this on this list. Chris Wood was in Supergirl. He played Manel. Okay. Who is a member of the Legion of Superheroes. Uh he's also the voice of, I think, Chris Adam in Kevin Smith's He-Man. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. It says he was okay. born in okay. Ohio. Uh, I'm I'm seeing conflicting things here now. He was born in Ohio, but spent time in St. Louis, I guess. Oh, okay. No, I'm, yeah. I, let's stick with our just when we type in St. Louis actors. Let's let's go. With well, he that. popped up. So. What's her name? Is not on here. I don't know why she's not on here. Oh, you know why? I think she's Kansas City and not St. Louis. Although she lived here, she lived here in St. Louis after she moved here. What's her name? Uh, Aaron from the Office. Oh yeah, yeah. She's not. Can on we my use list that? Either. Does that count? Uh, Ellie Kemper. That's yes. her name. Ellie Kemper. Yeah, she's not on my list either. Can can we slide her in there though? I'm sure we could. Since she since she lived here, that's pretty close. Kansas City, eh. <laughs> yeah. All right, no, she doesn't. It doesn't work. It's got to be St. Louis. 
So uh, Jenna Fisher has to be our lowest, I think. Yeah. Although, okay, I take that back. If she were still with us, she passed away. But she played Tess. She was the voice actress of Tess in Last of Us. Annie Wershing, she would have been perfect for Lois. I don't know. I'm, giving, I'm going to Annie Wershing. Okay. Annie, but we, I guess we got. But we, when we send this to, to uh, James Gunn, you're going to do this. Please tell me you're doing this. Please tell me you will tweet this at him. I I, I think I will. So okay, write it down. Let's let's make sure we got this. All right. James Gunn is director. Yep. John Hamm is our Clark. Uh, I guess who are we go? We they have to be alive to still do this. So who are we gonna do for Lois? We're gonna are we doing Jenna Fisher as Lois? Ah, uh, well, Linda Blair's on there. She can't be Lois. She's too. Oh, no, not Lois. I was thinking Ma Kent. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I guess Jenna Fisher. Okay, Jenna Fisher is our Lois. Okay. All right. Um, then we're gonna do Paul Kent. It's got to be John Goodman. Which wait, is, why is John Goodman not on my list? Is John Goodman not? A, I thought he was born in St. Louis or Afton, right? I thought so. Was he born somewhere else? I don't know. Where was John Goodman born? Born in Afton, Missouri. Okay, yeah, Afton, St. Louis, the same damn thing. Yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, John Goodman's Paul Kent. Okay. Should we go? Maybe we can go Linda Blair as because oh, she's yeah. still with us, right? Yep. She could be Mothman, right? Yep. Okay. And then we're gonna do Sterling K. Brown as our Lex. Evan Peters is our Jimmy Olsen. Yep. And then we're gonna go. Do we agree that we go with? Um, Kevin Klein is our Perry White. I think so. Okay. Where do we put? What do we? How, how do, hey, Sean Gunn. Who do we cast? Sean Gunn could be Brainiac. Uh, that that would be a good one. Okay, Sean Young or Sean. So his brother's Brainiac. And then who are we missing? Anybody? Do we need anybody else to kind of? That would uh, got. Uh, could we slide Scott Bakula in there somehow? <laughs> You're really on the Scott Bakula train. Oh, I am. <laughs> um, he could be General Lane. Oh, that's good. That's good. Nice. Well done. Colin Donnell. He played Tommy Merlin in Arrow. He's a St. Louis kid. Oh, okay. So, Tommy Merlin. What do we cast him as? Mm. What do you see him as? Could he be uh, Bruce? Bruce Wayne? Ooh, I think I like that. Okay, so there you go. We got our Bruce Wayne. <laughs> what do we make Nelly do? Nelly's got to be in this movie somewhere, right? <laughs> I don't know what to put Nelly as. Cyborg. Victor Stone. Ooh. But that, I don't know. Does that fit? I don't know. Just a cameo. John Nenninger play. He was in Malcolm in the Middle. Does that sound familiar? Does this guy sound familiar to you at all? The Eric, Eric Nenninger. Name sounds familiar. I'm not seeing him on my list, but huh? Sarah Clark. Take a look at Sarah Clark. She looks a little lowish, lowish-ish. If we can say that. 
Yeah, um, I was looking at her earlier. I think she's a little bit older, though. Shelly <laughs> <Kelly> Winters. <laughs> yeah. Shelly <Kelly> Winters. <laughs> oh, Vincent Price are still with us. We could, we'd have to find something for Vincent oh, Price. Yeah. Can't believe any worshiping pass. She would have been perfect. Oh, she would have been a great cast put in here. Yeah. Cleo King. I don't know who Cleo King is. I can't believe Cousin Larry is a St. Louis kid. Yeah. And you don't watch Succession yet, but this David Rash person, you'll see him. He's in Succession. He's a St. Louis guy. Okay. I never knew Linda Blair was St. Louis. Yeah, I did. I had heard she was. Isn't that kind of creepy that the whole exorcist story is based on what happened at Slough Hospital, right? Yeah. And she's weird. That's kind of that's kind of creepy, man. So what we did, yeah, Sam Lane. When you look at the picture on Google, that's a Sam Lane right there, dude. Yeah. Well done. He's got the look. He's got the army look. That's for sure. So we could throw Taylor Momsen in there. She was on Gossip Girl, and she's the lead singer of uh, The Pretty Reckless. She played Cindy Lou Who on uh, the How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay, okay. All grown up though. Okay. Who, who, what, are we, what are you casting her as? Ooh. Um. Oh, um. What's her name? But that's more Supergirl. I mean, Kara. So you could do Kara with her, but maybe I don't know if you want to go that route. I, I Kara I, with her, or what's the, what was the reporter's name? That cat. Uh, what was her name? Cat Grant. Yeah, Cat Grant. Be a Cat Grant too. Okay, there you go. Car, car or Cat Grant, his choice. <laughs> yeah. And I'd like to throw Chris well, Redden okay, someplace. Okay, who's this? Who's this person? Mercia Monroe. I don't know. There's, there's your, there's a car right there. Hmm. Did you see her on the list? Excuse me. You see her on the list? No. Uh, she's right underneath Virginia Mayo. If you're on on Google, no, I switched. John that. Hamm's number one was straight down the list from John Hamm. M I R C A M I R C E A Monroe. I'm not seeing it, but I'll Amir note it down. Person. Nice. All right. How much time did we waste on that? Quite, <laughs> never quite a happen bit. Ever, quite maybe, a he'll bit. Get, maybe he'll get a kick out of it. Yeah. He'll get a kick out of it, right? Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's it. Oh, and then, of course, we put Jim Lee as the art director or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jim Lee has to be art director or cinematographer or something like that. Get him. Get his name in there somehow. And tag him, too. Get these St. Louis boys on board. He can do storyboards. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Jim Lee on storyboards. <laughs> One of the biggest comic book artists of all time. You're on storyboards, bro. <laughs> there you go. That's the name. That's the name of the episode. You're on storyboards, bro. <laughs> nice. That's cracking me up. I think I made myself laugh harder than anything with that. <laughs> oh my god, that's too funny, dude. Oh my gosh. I'd have to find Kevin, something. We, we didn't get Kevin Nealon in there. I guess you'd have to. I'll let you do Kevin. I don't know. If we got we'll, we'll figure out Kevin Nealon and Chris Woods. <laughs> oh, man, you're, you're Evan Peters as Jimmy Olsen. That's spot on, man. Well done. I'm liking my Sean Gunn as Brainiac, though. It fits. Yeah, it fits that's well. It does. Because it's probably going to be a CG character anyway, and he does that so well. Yeah. 
Yep. So there you have it. Go us. We are awesome. Yeah. And you could tag. I say tag them all. <laughs> tag them all. Go. We, we're making the all St. Louis Superman. What do you think of it? <laughs> and the and the St. Louis Arch is our fortress of solitude. <laughs> there you go. He flies up to the top. Nice. Ah, it's so dumb, but hilarious. At the same time, just for us, though. If you're yeah. not from here, like, yeah, dumb, but whatever. <laughs> Lois, you can take the elevator. You'll be up here in 20 minutes. <laughs> Batman has to wait to get up there. Has to wait 20 minutes to get up there. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, All right. So that is silly. Okay. Did, was there anything else on the docket that we had to go over? No, I don't think so. No. Only other thing I sent you for possible discussion at one point, I sent you a, a graphic from, uh, either Reddit or Facebook about the best football movies of all time. Yeah. We could, we could do that another time. I'd like yeah. to discuss that. I thought that list was pretty cool. Yeah. There, there's some good stuff on there. There's some I'd rearrange yeah. though. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. So we'll go over that. Some, we'll, we'll put that, we'll put, maybe we need to do that closer to when a uh, NFL season kicks back off pretty soon. So yeah, well, not even pretty soon. A couple months, I guess. Yeah. But uh, from a homework standpoint, you got a whole bunch. I don't have a whole lot. Okay. Uh, give me all. Just let's just do movies. Okay, I'll just throw them off. Um, I watched the Peanut Butter Falcon. You loved it. Tell me you loved that movie. It was so good. I had no clue what so it, I had no clue what to expect going in. I just knew it was Sheila Booth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I reserved judgment because I'm not necessarily a big fan of his. Okay. Man, that was such a great story. Amazing. So good. So good. And, and the, the wrestling part made it. I bet you the wrestling kind of sold it as well, too. Oh, right? yeah. Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Wonderful movie. One of those movies that under the radar. Um, but, man, it's it, so good. It should have gotten awards or something, yeah. kind of, I think. But. Feel, feel good movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Good call. Yeah. Um, I watched Jackass Forever. Oh, you got you actually watched it. So how was it? It was funny. I just okay. didn't enjoy it as much as the previous three. Maybe it's because I'm older. Maybe it's because it's been what, like twenty years since the last one came out. It was like it, right? Was uh, was Bam in it? No, he was not. Uh, I didn't figure they yeah. did not invite him to it because of all the issues he was having, and it led to I'm pretty sure uh, the director. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Jeff Tremaine. Uh, he got a restraining order against him because of it. Whoa, what's the story there? Uh, Bam has sus- substance abuse problems, and they just couldn't have him on set. Did, did he try Did he try to come on set? God, I don't remember. Um, okay, that's, I never heard about that. I, you know, it's it's what it is. Jackass is what it is. And, oh, yeah. You know. So they had, mindless new, they had new cast members on it. Um. Okay. They, I just see that's with me though. I'm not gonna like that. I don't want new cast. I want all the old guys. You know what I mean? That's what made that show. What made it so unique back in the day was because it it's just buddies. It was your friends just messing around. Is basically all it was. You yeah, know, just on a higher level. Yeah, um, he was supposed to be on. He was supposed to be on it. He got fired. Um, I'm I'm pulling up an article real quick. Um. They're running through this timeline. He goes into rehab. Uh, Ryan Dunn dies. Um, yeah, I, I guess he had a. I guess away. he had a relapse around the time of the movie. 
Oh, okay. So. It said he appeared in the movie, but I don't remember seeing him. Okay. But, yeah. So, what else you got on your list? Um, I watched one called Bar Fight. It popped up as something that I would like, and so I turned it on, and it was okay. okay. It was about a couple that was breaking up. Everything was amicable until they both showed up at the their frequent bar at the same time. And it led okay. to them... Um, the bartender set up games for them to try to win who is going to be the person that continues to come to the bar. <laughs> that sounds pretty funny. Was it was it supposed to be a comedy? Yeah, it was a comedy. It had it had moments. Okay. Um, okay. That's a cool that's a funny premise. Yeah. I like that. That's kind of yeah. That's so, so that's good. I'm like, okay. It, it it wasn't a total waste of time, but it's not necessarily something I'd highly recommend. Um, okay. And then there was one called Die in a Gunfight. It was another one that was recommended, I think, based off watching Bar Fight. Um, it was okay. a, kind of a modern Romeo and Juliet where um, these two rival media families, their kids were interested in each other. They were sent away. They come back together. They get together. There's assassins. There's people getting killed. Should have been really good, and I was really disappointed. It was it was kind of boring yeah. for what it was. Yeah, it doesn't sound too good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the last one I it was a rewatch, uh Changeland with uh Seth Green and Brecken Meyer. Seth Green wrote and directed. Oh, where, where, where they went to like Thailand or something yes. like that. Yeah. I've heard of that. I've been, I've been wanting to see it. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. It, it's the second I've time heard. I watched it. I just couldn't find anything. It popped up and I'm like, all right, I'll watch it again. Because those two are really close friends in real life. They are. And uh, the yeah. girl that Breckenmeyer is interested in is Seth Green's real wife. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of weird, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, I want to watch that one. I see. What, what was that on? Um, I think it was on Prime. Prime or Hulu? One okay. of the two. Okay. Yeah, no, this one I'll, I'll need to try to see if I can catch it real quick. Yeah. So was that your, was that your last one? Yeah, that was it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with worst to best, I guess, okay. is how I'll go with it. Uh werewolves within that was from our discussion we did about video games yeah and the number one video game movie yeah. so bad fell asleep to it woke Ooh. up to find the very end of the movie how it ended <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad it's not good at all the yeah. resident evil movies put this one to shame can't believe it was number one on the list but i told you i'd, I'd do it yeah just because i was interested horrible okay horrible movie no redeeming qualities about it at all. Can't believe it's a video game. I don't even know how it's a video game, but I guess I guess right because yeah, Ubisoft was uh, one of the production companies. Yeah, and that's the game manufacturer. So I thought about <laughs> looking for it and I couldn't remember the name, and I'm just like, ah, it's not worth it. Well, there's another one I popped in the DVD player too, and I picked up the library. It's a horror movie. I can't even remember the name of it, so I mm-hmm. couldn't tell you about it. But that was even worse than this one. So oh. two two duds. Yeah, that I, I spent some a little bit of time on. We'll say that because <laughs> again, I fell asleep. So yeah, um, I told you to watch this one, but I guess you didn't. Ghosted. I have not yet. I the whole family wants to see it, so it, we might watch it tomorrow night. Really, really good. Yeah, really fun. Really fun. It's a it's a rom com. Yeah, it, it's a rom com, but it's a really good rom com. And there's gonna be there's gonna be a part in there where you're like, you're gonna laugh out loud. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be like you can't believe what you're seeing and you're like this is pretty cool the fact that they did what they did in the movie you're like this is great this yeah. is really really fun okay so i don't know if you've heard it have you heard anything about it not really i've seen the trailer for it that's it 
th- this was not in the trailer. Trust me, what you're about okay. to see is not a trailer because it would have spoiled a big part of the movie. Okay. At, least, at least one of the best parts of the movie. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. And uh, uh, God, Chris, Chris Evans yes. is so good. And he's really, really good in it. But the whole time you're like, come on, Cap. Come on now, Cap. Because <laughs> he's just Captain America to me now, yep. right? So. Yep. Now, the last two are tied for the best uh, The best I watched this week, and they, they're actually probably tied for the best two movies I've watched this year. Okay. Um, I'm deciding which one to do first. I'll do the one that I enjoyed uh, so much, but it didn't make me cry. I'll say the one that made me cry for the last. Okay. Uh, Air. I watched the Air movie. It's the uh, story about Michael Jordan. It. Shoe. It's with uh, Affleck and Damon. Yep. We'll watch it this weekend, too. Put it on the list if you yeah, it's Jay, it's it's so good. It's so damn good. It, it's phenomenal. You're gonna enjoy it. Uh Damon, I could I'd say maybe put him up for an Academy Award nomination. Hmm. God, he's great in it. He's so he is so good in it. Yeah. But Affleck's not I, did Affleck direct? I don't know if he directed uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I think he directed it. And with him not being as a vital role in it, I get it. But he plays Phil Knight. That's yeah. who Affleck plays. But man, does Damon knock it out of the park? Mm. He knocks it out of the park, and Bateman's in it too. So yes. come on, man, Bateman in there too. It's got a, it's got awesome. a great cast. Oh, and it, it's a great, it's, it's a story. You know, you know how it's going to end. Yeah, but still, the build up to it is great. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about it more when you watch it. Okay. Um, I just can't, I can't recommend it enough though. Uh, and the last one was Man Called Otto. Ah, oh, you so watched it, good. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mentioned it last week. I cried, dude. <laughs> it made me cry. Yep. I'm not gonna lie. It was. It felt like a real life version of Up in a, in a certain way. Oh yeah, <laughs> with you. It, it, um, because they they did the first ten minutes of Up and flashbacks throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. So uh, very Up ish is what we'll say. Yes. Tom Hanks is an American treasure. He the is. Guy, he's just so good. He was so good in this. Oh my god, fantastic! And um, it fits with the career progression where he started out in comedy and moved into mm-hmm. dramas, and now he's playing yeah. the crotchety old man. Perfect. Yeah, hell yeah, he is. Hell yeah, I loved it. I loved his his portrayal as crotchety old man. Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> love, I love this movie. I, yeah. I I hope he gets. You think he'll get nominated for it? I. I Maybe it, not because well, it's it, Netflix drama. I don't know. No, it came out but, in theaters. It was. Uh, oh, really? It did. Okay. Yeah, and that. I think it came out last year, so I think it's not eligible for anything oh. anymore. Oh, is it? Oh man, that's a shame. Because yeah. man, this is one of his best roles. I think he was fantastic. He was like, great. Oh my in god. It. Yeah, uh, touching story, um, drama. The, the, there's the light. There's the dark. The, yeah. the laughter, the crying—it's just—it's all the emotions. It runs the emotional, you know, spectrum, and it's well, just great. And even the guy that played the young him did really well. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did really, really well. And I just uh, Marisol, whoever yes. played Marisol, I don't know who she is, but she was she was fantastic. Um, loved her in it. The um, the relationship with the neighbor was great. Yeah, because yeah. because you, you don't know why they hate each other, but then it kind of comes out and you see their relationship get repaired through the whole thing too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So just one of those little ones where it seems like it's, it's growing on Netflix where I'm seeing a lot of people recommend it now. Yeah. Cause I guess it's getting its, its second wind or really it's first one. I didn't even know it came out in the theater. Yeah. But man, Tom Hanks home run. Loved yep. it. 
Loved it, loved it, loved it. Couldn't recommend it enough. But um, that's yeah, no, that's all I had for you then. Um, those were the ones I watched. Uh, but I'm glad I I had the two the two super duds, but then these three kind of helped it round out yeah. the week to be a win. <laughs> because man, talk about two. I mean, and Ghosted. I I, I I'm not giving it enough praise. It really is good. It's and Chris Evans is great in it. Um, but uh, those other two were just they were superior to it. To be yeah. honest with you, and a movie called Auto is just so dramatic. In certain ways, it's drama and comedy. You know, it's both. It's yeah, just awesome. It's a really great movie. So, but no, that's that's all I've got for you then, man. Not anything else. But uh, I guess the one I would your recommendation would be the one with Seth Green. I like that one. I'll yeah, get around to that, that. That's a good one. And then Jen I, would like get, it too. That's your homework. Is, I guess your homework is Ghosted in Air. I'll give yep. you that homework. I'll, I'll definitely look right. one of them. I'm trying to try to get both this weekend. So yeah. Yeah, I'd recommend them. I'd recommend them. Yeah. So. All right, sir. That's all I got for you this week, then. Okay. All right. Hopefully, James Gunn gets back to us real soon, right? Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I'm gonna try to get the comic shop this weekend too to get right. uh, other DC books I haven't read yet of the new the new wave. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I need to go. I, I need to pick up. Uh, Titans came out or Titans one. Yep. I think. Uh, I, I might want to get Flash seven ninety nine before eight hundred comes out. And um, I think there's another number one, uh, Brave and the Bold. I don't know if you're picking that up. I'm, I'm going to pick that up too, yeah. Yeah, I got some to pick up. And then um, I'll give you a review. Of, I did read Green Lantern and Green Arrow. I'll give you reviews next week on that. But I did read them. Um, okay. Yeah, I read Green Arrow we'll too, so we can compare. Okay. okay, cool. All right, man. Until next week, I'll talk right. to you. See you. All right, see you. Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website, nerdcast.com. It's N-Y-R-D-C-A-S-T. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching at Nerdcast. The intro music is The Other Side by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a Mad Dog remix made by Madeline Tierney. This week's featured song is Out the Window by Harker. Harker.